Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Tom. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 163 of Switchcraft is brought to you by the NES Archive. Join me on my journey through North American's NES library one game at a time over at youtube.com slash run jump stomp. Switchcraft is normally recorded live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday whenever I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp to watch me record the show live or you can listen to just open up your Twitch app, hit the little gear when you're watching the show and say audio only and you can listen to the show live as well. So I, I just got to say big thank you to Tom Tate for joining me on this episode. I have to go out of town this weekend. We're going to be re- we're recording this on Wednesday night. So if Nintendo announces some crazy things on Friday, now you know why we're not talking about it, but Tom is the host of the Power Time podcast, uh which is why don't you go ahead and describe the Power Time podcast, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Uh so thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Power Time Podcast was a project that I started about a year and a half ago where I wanted to take a single issue of Nintendo Power Magazine and kind of dig deep into it and then provide some audio commentary, uh, choose some music from the time period, choose some music from the games that were featured in a particular issue, uh, and then really just cover it front to back. Uh, It's been a really exciting project. I've actually been on a hiatus uh, for the past couple of months, but I'm excited because by the time this episode airs, I should have my next uh, episode out which covers uh, Mega Man, uh, the uh, Game Boy Mega Man, which was an, a terrible game. Uh, but it was fun <laughs> to look back on it, nevertheless. Uh, Dr. Wily's Revenge, I think. Yeah, awful. You must be pretty excited about that. I know you're a big Mega Man fan, right? You know, it, it's an interesting title. Uh, but yeah, the Mega Man games on Game Boy never really did it for me. I was always the uh, 8-bit Mega Man fan. All right. And I've actually been on on Tom's uh, podcast as well. He did this thing over the summer. It was called the Nintendo 10, where he would interview various people about Nintendo stuff. And it was really, really interesting to listen to. So if um, if even if you're not interested in retro stuff, uh, I highly suggest that you check out his podcast because he's got some really interesting interviews over at his site. And what's your site again? Just uh, so we can get that yeah, you can ch- you can check it out at powertimepodcast.com or just search for Powertime Podcast on iTunes and Google Play and all your favorite podcatchers out there. Awesome. So here's what we're going to do today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Most of the time, this is really a news show, and it's kind of hard to do a news show in the, f- in the future. So I, I got a hold of Tom and I said, how would you like to come on and we could talk about your five favorite games for your Nintendo Switch that are not Nintendo games. And he said, well, how about 
uh, we talk about games that we're looking forward to instead. And I said, that's actually a good idea. We'll do both. So I picked five games that are not made made by Nintendo that are on my Nintendo Switch that I really, really like. And uh, he picked five games that he's excited for. And we're going to kind of ping pong back and forth. Uh, so, Tom, why don't you start us off? What's your and the, are yours in a particular order or is it just r- random? So mine are in, in a particular order. So I'm going to start with what I'm least excited for uh, in my top five. So I'm going to list off five. So I'm really, really excited for all five of these. Uh, but I'm going to go from least excited to most excited. Fair enough. Okay, so the first one is going to be published by Adult Swim Games. Uh, It has a release date of 2018, but I'm not sure when exactly. And I think the trailer just debuted a day or two ago. And this game is called Pool Panic. Have you had a chance to watch this trailer yet? Yeah, it was part of the uh, Nindy's Spring Roundup, or I I can't remember the terminology that they use, but it's the one where you're a cue ball, right? Yes. Uh, So the actual tagline, I believe, is play the world's least realistic pool simulator. And it, it has this Cuphead animation style to it. Not exactly like Cuphead, but it has this weird, quirky, hand-drawn animation style. Uh, the worlds in this game look absolutely bonkers. It just looks like one of the weirdest, kookiest games that they could bring to the Nintendo Switch. And it's a pool simulator. Uh, so I'm really excited because there's 100 single-player levels. And uh, I, I prefer single-player games these days. I don't have a ton of time to really get into uh the depth of a lot of online multiplayer games. So I'm really, really excited for the uh, the prospect of sitting around playing this bizarre pool game uh, 100 levels deep. So uh, that's probably my number five, Pool Panic. Yeah, when they showed the video for this, I was really, how do I want to say this? I was really confused as to how the game plays because it, it almost looks like you're just running around as a cue ball and then out of nowhere... Uh, the stick comes in at like a random yeah. angle, it almost looks like. And I'm like, how is it that they're controlling this? Because is it like you're using the joystick on the left um, Joy-Con and then using motion controls on the right Joy-Con? It looks really weird. Um, did is, is everything that you know of the game from the trailer or have you done any research on it that like to un- uncover any of this information? So that is all that I know. I'm not sure how it controls. Uh, I'm hoping that it has really good physics. I, I feel like a, a pool game would need that. Oh, yeah. But I am I am confident in Adult Swim games. I feel like they've put out some good stuff in the past. So like at first glance, this might look like shovelware, um, just kind of a cookie zany pool title. And then the physics might be terrible and it might be an awful game. But I feel like Adult Swim games has a decent enough track record that this this has piqued my excitement. Awesome. All right. So let's uh, jump over to what's already out. And it's uh, my first game and mine are not in any particular order. Uh, I tried to put them in an order and I just gave up and said, no, I'm going to shuffle them. So uh, the first one is one that came out pretty early on for the Nintendo Switch. And that is Puyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, My wife and I have spent a lot of time uh, sitting next to each other on the bed with the switch up on the TV and playing uh, this crazy puzzle game. And she always, always, always defeats me, but I have so much fun with it. Have you played this game at all? I, I haven't, and it's probably a game that I should have picked up for that exact reason because 
we spent some some time playing snipper clips uh when the switch first came out my wife and i mm-hmm. um and we got so uh, frustrated playing with each other um because you have to cooperate in that game um and i think that it was a little bit challenging for us uh i'm not going to say we were on the brink of divorce but it was certainly <laughs> a game that uh it it, it showed uh, the worst uh, out of both of us so a competitive game where we were playing against each other might have actually been a bit more fun uh, so maybe we still will uh, pick up Puyo Puyo Tetris and, and give that a shot. One of the things I really like about it is the fact that you can give yourself a handicap. So like she is much, much better at these puzzle games than I am. So she'll usually play on fast and I'll play on not, but they don't say fast, medium and slow. They say things like spicy, sweet and salty or some, some crazy. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what it is that they use. Uh, for the terminology, but I'll play on one of the slower ones. So I have a little more time to equivocate and figure out what I'm going to do. And she plays a little bit faster and that allows us to compete with each other, but she's still being challenged and I'm still being challenged. And and that's one of the things I really like. Um, If you don't have somebody to play with though, I would not recommend this game. It's definitely a game where you want to share the joy you take off that joy con hand it to somebody and play against them and it's really really fun so uh puyo puyo tetris i highly recommend that all right what's your number two man okay so i'm gonna go with a game called dragon marked for death and there's not a lot of content out there for this game as well i think it's been on the uh, showroom floor at a couple conferences or conventions so a few people have played it Uh, And there was an initial trailer at some point last year for this game. I'm most excited for this game because it's being developed by Inti Creates. And I'm a huge fan of Inti Creates. They did uh, the Mega Man uh, Zero series. They did Mega Man 9 and 10. Uh, They also developed Blaster Master Zero, which when you first approached me about this episode, uh, that probably would have been my top game uh, released not by Nintendo on the Switch, Blaster Master Zero. I thought that was fantastic. A launch and title the, as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yes, it was definitely within that first uh, couple of weeks because I remember that being one of the the games I was playing side by side with Breath of the Wild. Uh, but I'm such a huge fan of NT Creates, and they're putting out this game that's a side-scrolling action RPG. The art style is really cool, and there's local play, uh, so I can probably convince. Uh, my wife to play this one or if I have a few people over and uh, online play as well which I think is cool that you can have the option for both and uh, I'm just excited for this Uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt is another game that NT Creates put out on the Switch and uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting title I'm excited to see a little bit more of it uh, before I really draw conclusions Uh, but it's one of those games that's definitely on my radar All right, and he just mentioned two games that uh, I did not put in my list uh, but they are really well. Okay, I haven't played Azure Striker Gunvolt, but I've heard it's really good. But uh, Blaster Master Zero for the Nintendo Switch is a fantastic Metroidvania game. And something that I really like about this developer is how much support that they give to games once they're already out. Like they've already put out a lot of very, very low cost DLC for uh, Blaster Master Zero, and it is not like. It's not just like a palette swap or something like that. They bring in characters from other games and it completely changes the way that the game itself plays. Have you uh, done any of the uh, DLC for Blaster Master Zero? I, I did. I did Shovel Knight and I thought that that was really, really cool and well done. 
And as you're saying that, I'm remembering that they actually put that out for free, I think, in a, in a window. So they had this window of time where you could, you could get them for free if you purchased the game, and then they went to paid. And I thought that was really, really smart. Uh, it kept people playing their game uh, and, and talking about their game. And uh, like you said, just continuing to support a title after it's out. Uh, always nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we just kind of talked about a Metroidvania game. So I'll hit number two. And again, minor in no particular order, but an, another Metroidvania game that I really, really enjoyed on the Nintendo Switch is, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Is it my turn or your turn? I've lost track now. Oh, because your turn. Yeah, yes, because you turn. did Inti yes. Creates yep. and then I yep. talked about yep. it. Um, uh, is uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, this game is really an amazing metroidvania game and if you've ever listened to the show before I, I guarantee that you've heard me talk about how much i like uh metroidvania games and steamroll dig 2 is one of the best uh it comes from uh image form international is the publisher and developer and you basically are this robot trying to find your friend and you get these power-ups along the way have you uh ever played steamroll dig 2 I'm so embarrassed. I haven't played any of the SteamWorld uh, games, uh, but I know that they're good uh, just based on recommendations from you and recommendations from a lot of gamers that I respect. And uh, there's actually a really good interview uh, with their developer that uh, was, I think it was on Retronauts uh, podcast. And, and it was really interesting to hear him talk about development and talk about the game uh, and the games that they created up until that recent Switch game. I, I have to go back and play it. It's on my list for sure. Oh, I mean, we all have those games that are on our list of shame. I'm, and I won't mention the sheer number of list of shame games that I have. But uh, if if you have the chance, make sure that you pick up Steamroll Dig 2. It's 20 bucks on the eShop, and it is definitely worth it. Uh, I play a lot of different games, and usually they have trouble holding my attention. But Steamroll Dig 2 I actually completed, which is is rare for me. Uh, why don't we hear about number three for you, Tom? Okay, so the next one for me is a game called The Messenger. And it's being developed and published by a studio called Sabotage. And I don't know anything about this studio. I, I think that this is their first game. And I also, uh, I, I want to say that it's going to be a Switch exclusive, but it might also be coming out on Windows. I'm not sure. It's kind of a throwback to Ninja Gaiden. It has a 8-bit slash 16-bit aesthetic and the music is very reminiscent of like Shovel Knight's music where it's it's a throwback to the 8-bit and 16-bit days but it, it has that modern tinge to it and the the action just looks so fantastic it's a it's a 2d side scroller uh and it has that old school gra those old school graphics uh but there are more kind of advanced elements that you see in 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 uh, current games, like you have a skill tree, uh, almost like you see in Skyrim and, and more in-depth RPGs. So it's almost like playing Ninja Gaiden where you leveled up with a skill tree, uh, which is really cool. Uh, there's some Metroidvania stuff, I think, going on there. And uh, everything about it just looks really rad. Uh, even the logo just kind of has this this late 80s, early 90s vibe to it. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. It seems to have a sense of humor too, which I think is going to be a lot of fun, just like Shovel Knight had. Um, so I'm really uh, pumped for this one. It's called The Messenger. And uh, again, not too many details out there, uh, but from what I've seen, uh, it's definitely something to keep on your radar. Definitely. And when when I first saw, because this is another one that was part of the uh, Nindies retrospective or whatever it is that they called it, 
uh, like, I don't know, two or three days ago. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh man, are they making an eight bit or yeah, an eight bit uh, Ninja Gaiden game or are they making, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Like, I almost worry that they're going to get sued because the the sprite looks so much like the I mean how how many different ways can you make a ninja I guess but it looks so much like the ninja or Ryu from uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, but that game looks really good and that's another one that I am excited for although I f- I forgot that it was called the Messenger when I talked about the the like the roundup the other day and I think I referred to it as some other game because there were I think there were two ninja games that were mentioned at the Nindy Nindy Direct. And yeah. this this was definitely the one that intrigued me more. Uh, well, we've talked about it a couple times now. Uh, he's mentioned it a couple times. I've mentioned it once. And my next game that I'm excited for is Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Or not excited for, but one that I absolutely love having on the Switch. And uh, Shovel Knight is... It is an absolute joy to play. Um, It's a game, it's a Metroid, well, it's not really a Metroidvania game. It's really more of a side-scrolling, very reminiscent of DuckTales for the NES. And uh, my son and I sat down and played it, uh, and we went all the way from beginning to end. That never happens. Like, this is a game that held my attention, and it held my son's attention. And at the time, he was eight, or no, um... Yeah, he was eight at the time. So that's pretty impressive. And we had so much fun with it. And you've mentioned it a couple times. Uh, clearly, you are a big fan of Shovel Knight as well. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, I, I can't really sit here and claim to be the biggest Shovel Knight fan because I've only played through uh, the the initial Shovel Knight. Uh, but I did play through it a bunch of times. Uh, so I've played through it maybe three or four times now just because I, I love it so much. And I like going back to it. I started it when it first came out on uh, 3DS and then uh, picked it up on Switch uh, and then played through it again. Uh, it's actually one of the few games, uh, recent games that I've introduced to my son. My son is is really young. He's he's four and a half. Uh, so I, I, I haven't really wanted to introduce a too many games to him uh i think there are a lot of games that he would find too challenging and they would go over his head uh content wise uh but that's just a quick and easy fun game that he can sit down and play and he's played that on 3ds and switch uh and he really enjoys that game as well yeah and i gotta say if you mentioned the the music uh before it is one of the best chiptune soundtracks i have ever heard and regularly my son and I will listen to it when we're in the car driving places because it is just so good. And my wife, who's not really a gamer, like the only game she really plays is Puyo Puyo Tetris or Dr. Mario. And that's really so that she can laugh at how terrible I am. Uh, And when we like, whenever I play that music, she's like, Oh, I really like this. Uh, Shovel Knight music is fantastic. Uh, Why don't you tell us about your next one? Yeah, so my next one is uh, from Square, uh, Square Enix. It's Octopath Traveler. I think a lot of uh, listeners have have heard about this game, and they've probably played the demo. Uh, so it's been a great, it's been a great journey to kind of watch because I like to see that Square is putting out demo content, uh, not just to tease a game, but to get actionable feedback. So they've actually come out and said, you know, we've we've taken all the feedback from the demo and we've made the following changes. They've announced a few changes, but they probably went and made it even more. Uh, so it's exciting to to hear that. And because the 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 plot around Octopath Traveler 
it kind of uh, involves multiple characters that you can control. Uh, so I, I guess there's eight, right? I, that would make sense, Octopath. Um, so I think there's eight characters that you can control throughout the game. And they've been slowly kind of leaking out information about each character, uh, each unique character throughout the past year uh, leading up to the release of the game. So I'm excited for this game mostly because I missed the Bravely Default games, uh, but I know how applauded they were uh, for kind of being a Nintendo-exclusive RPG, uh, kind of true to form. And I'm excited to see Square Enix making a Nintendo-exclusive RPG again, and this is one that I'm definitely going to sink my teeth into, even though I missed those Bravely Default games. Uh, The art style is this, uh, I think they're calling it 2.5 HD, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, it, ma- it really makes me want to see like Final Fantasy VI remade completely in this art style. Like something like that would be absolutely epic, or like a Chrono Trigger. Uh, you know, they're busy putting out terrible mobile ports of Chrono <laughs> Trigger or uh, mobile ports to uh, Steam. So why not spend some time and resources actually making it pretty? Uh, but yeah, this game looks fantastic. Uh, have you had a chance to play the demo? I did play the demo and I am, you know, you mentioned that um, they took feedback from people on the demo and this is something that really, really made me happy because when I played the demo, I definitely had problems with the game, Um, like save points being not in the most, not in a place that didn't really make the most sense. So like, I remember I went up against a boss and, um, you know, I died because I was just kind of half paying attention to the game. I would, you know, I was just checking it out, not, not really diving in deep. And, uh, the boss beat me. And then my last save point was like before the boss, but I had to sit there and wait through a five minute monologue from mm-hmm. the boss in order to fight him again. And that was enough to just make me say, Nope, I'm done. I don't want to play this. Uh, and I was really sad about that because you are absolutely right. It looks gorgeous. And it's not all about graphics, but it looks really, really good. And they really impressed me on this game. And the fact that they are taking feedback from people who did the demo is just really awesome. And it's it's almost like there's like 28 different teams at Square. And some of them are amazing and some of them are just lazy. And I don't know... Uh, which or which, but I really hope the the amazing ones keep keep getting the projects that we like. Um, are you you're a big RPG guy? Yeah, I'm actually. I, I just started Final Fantasy 15, so I'm playing through that now, uh, which has been fun. Oh yeah, I'm playing that as well. Um, I'm kind of it, it's it's tough for me because it's such a big game. I just haven't had time to really sink in because the podcast is and the Twitch stream and the YouTube stuff all kind of pulls me in 12 different directions. Uh, so getting to, to sit down and uh, spend some time with Final Fantasy 15 or a big game like that is tough, especially when I can't take it with me. Uh, and yes, I could play Final Fantasy 15 on my phone, but uh yeah, sure. Yeah, Octopath Traveler really looks like something that ha- being able to take it with you uh, wherever you go, I'm much more likely to finish a game like that. So I, I definitely agree that that Octopath, terrible name, by the way, um, but uh, really, really something to be excited about. It really is a terrible name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Octopath well, it's, Traveler. I'm glad they, they got rid of the project. So, I, yeah. 
I mean, ho- hopefully it, it, it kind of sinks in once you start playing the game. Uh, maybe that really resonates with like an actual plot point, but we'll see. Yeah. And uh, just for uh, just because for parents out there, uh, don't let your kids play this game. It might look like a game that's OK for kids, but this is definitely a game where there is some elements that were really. Um, how should I put it, Tom? Uh it was dark. It was dark. Yeah, it was really dark. And there were some things that were happening in it where I was like, oh, wow, that is that is not cool. So so definitely this is not a game for kids, even though it looks like it is approachable to kids. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So my next game on the list or this was my this is my last game on the list, isn't it? This is number five. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is has been heroes. And this one actually a lot of people kind of panned this game and I understand why because let me explain what kind of game it is have you played it I've watched so much of it but I haven't actually purchased it to play it okay so this game is like you've got these three characters on the left side of the screen and then you've got the enemies are marching towards you from the right side of the screen and every time that you um you have to rearrange your characters on the left and then have them attack the characters on the right in order to keep them at bay uh, so that they don't overwhelm you. And it is a roguelike game in the in the way that every time you play it, it's different. Now, the reason why it got panned is because it is insanely difficult and the developer did a terrible job teaching you how to play the game. But once I figured it out, I had so much fun playing this game, and uh, it is one of those games that you can probably find at GameStop super cheap, or you can go on, uh, like I'm, I'm looking at Amazon right now, you can get it for 20 bucks. Honestly, I think you can get it for 20 bucks at GameStop too, so you don't even have to order it from Amazon, but uh, it is it is definitely not a game that you want to play if the if a difficult game will scare you away. But it has those moments where you try and do something and then when you succeed, you feel like the greatest warrior on the planet. Uh, And of course, those moments are few and far between because you're going to fail a lot, but it's still incredibly fun at the same time. So has been heroes. I am a big, big fan of that game, Uh, even though most people panned it. Uh, What's your go ahead? Well, that was released pretty early on too, right? Like within the, it, at least the first couple of weeks. It was, of, it was. Switch. So that was really smart on their part because I feel like if that was say six to eight months into uh, the Switch's release, it might've gotten completely lost uh, with the the volume of games that were out at that point. Uh, but they did a good job bringing that game out early. They did. And it's, it's on other platforms as well. Uh, but this is definitely one where... Like there's no detractors for playing it on the Switch as opposed to PS4 or Xbox or Steam. Uh, the graphics are not super important for it. Uh, it's really, really fun, and I recommend it. Uh, what's your number five? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with my number five, but I'm looking at your list, and that was actually your number four. It um, was. So you, do, you do have one more. Uh, oh my gosh, go. you're right. I did. Okay. And it's I a see big it. one. It's a big one. So I don't want to, I want to make sure we don't, we don't miss that one. <laughs> I um, did miss it. 
So my my uh, most anticipated game uh, that's been announced, there are a few games that I'm wishing uh, are released, but they haven't been officially announced. Uh, I'm going to cheat and say all of the Mega Mans. <laughs> so we have so many <laughs> Mega Man titles coming out, uh, which is exciting. Uh, you know, there's been a bit of a, a drought recently for new Mega Mans. Uh, and on the Switch, we're going to get the Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Uh, Legacy Collection 1 is fantastic. Um, it's It was really, really well done and a lot of great games there. I'm excited to play them on Switch again. Uh, I was joking with a friend uh, purchasing Mega Man 2 and 3 for the ninth time, um, either digitally or physically. Um, it's almost like like going to church and making a donation. Uh, I'm just making a donation to Capcom at this point and just saying, here, here's my money. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, so it's been, it's been funny to to continue to purchase those games, but I'm sure I'll do it. Uh, but really, uh, Mega Man X Collection is going to be awesome. There's a few Mega Man X titles that are harder to play uh, because they're only on a few platforms uh, and they were never really released digitally. Uh, and I'm excited to jump into those. Uh, and the Mega Man 11, uh, which we've only seen a little bit of this, um, but the graphics look really good. The art style looks really, really cool. A lot of the kind of behind-the-scenes interviews that they released when they announced it uh, show that their creators are really putting a lot of thought and time and effort into uh, hopefully putting out a good game. Uh, it really seems like they're trying to capture the essence of Mega Man, uh, good Mega Man, classic Mega Man, uh, and put it out with a new style on multi-platforms and uh, I hope they're just focusing on making it fun uh, because that's really all I care about uh, is that it's an enjoyable game to pick up and play. So as a Mega Man fan uh, through and through, uh, I think Mega Man 11 is my most anticipated Switch game uh, from a from a non-Nintendo publisher. All right. Well, we talked about your list of shame. Now we got to talk about my list of shame. I have only played Mega Man 1. That is the only one that I have ever played, and I've never played another one since. Uh, so I am also really looking forward to the Mega Man games coming to the Switch because that means I can get them all in like one package and easily be able to play them anywhere. And I played Mega Man 1 and I beat Mega Man 1, but I never played any of the other ones. So I'm definitely excited. I'm a little less excited for Mega Man 11 just because... Uh, I don't know. It, 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 when I look at it, it feels, it doesn't feel like what I envision classic Mega Man, but I don't know really anything. So that might just be, uh, me having doubts about a game company doing, doing things the right way, but sure. you know, that could just be me. I have a, some trepidation as well. Um, I got burned by Mighty Number no. Nine, like so many have. Of course, that wasn't Capcom that put that out, but still, uh, it was kind of promised to be the successor of Mega Man, and and we didn't really see that. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then here's my number five that I actually had forgotten about. I can't believe I forgot this one, and that was uh, a, a revival to a classic franchise that had kind of fallen by the wayside. And as far as I was concerned, uh, when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Sonic for my Sega Genesis. I had so much fun playing that game. And then uh, I, I think it was Sonic 2 was the one with Tails. And that those were the only two uh, 2D Sonic games that I ever played. And then... 
then the 3D Sonic games came out and I despised them. They they just were not fun for me. I never enjoyed any of them. And for me, Sonic just kind of almost turned into a joke. And then uh, Sega ended up hiring uh, this guy. I think his name was Christian Whitehead. And uh, he was basically making this game on his own. And Sega said, hey, why don't you... Uh, come on in house and you can uh, work on an official Sonic game. And that became Sonic Mania, which is so much fun. I can't believe I skipped over this. Um, unbelievably fun game. It feels like the original Sonic games. Absolutely. They, they absolutely nailed the feel to it. And uh, we've had so much fun, like in my community, we even had like tournaments where we were trying to have like speed runs on the first level to see who could get the lowest uh, time. And, and I gave away a dock sock to the to the winner, which I believe was link 31254. Um, have you played Sonic Mania? Yeah, I definitely. And I picked it up uh, because of your community engagement with it. So it was going to be one of those games that I kind of waited for a lull in games before I actually picked it looked like everyone was having so much fun i love the idea of speed running which i never really did in sonic you know it's always kind of um play the game uh but i think that this game definitely incentivizes that a little bit and yeah it's been great and i i heard they just announced some dlc uh or some new content and a physical release uh so i'm excited for that i think that uh you know, hopefully, I, I don't know if you know this are they are they going to give current owners a way to get the extra content without rebuying the whole package uh yeah the the dlc okay okay, so what what tom's talking about is sonic mania plus which was announced maybe two weeks ago i think and uh basically it comes with like a new four player mode and a couple of extra characters and you know cool stuff like that and you can buy that for 30 dollars. well we bought sonic mania for 20 dollars, so of course it's 10 dollars for the dlc great and uh, so you're going to miss out on some physical stuff for it, but it, you know, it doesn't matter it, it, if you don't have the game yet, I would honestly say wait for Sonic Mania Plus just so you can get the cool physical goodies, which I, I don't rem- really remember what they are. I think like one of them is a, a holographic uh, cover on your switch case. Um, you know, you know s- silly things like that, that in sure. 10 years really don't make that big of a difference. But, uh, I would just wait for Sonic Mania plus and get it all in one package because it's going to feel the same when you're playing it. And, um, you know, what I think I'll do maybe when I get back from being out of town is maybe I will set up another tournament in Sonic Mania and we'll see if we can get some speed runs going on a different level this time. Uh, and maybe Tom will uh, show us how he can do. Not that well, but I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what? People had the first zone down to like 30 seconds and yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and then I actually got down to, I think it was like 35 seconds was my best time. And I could not believe how uh, doing that over and over again, it just kept getting more and more fun and uh, I kept getting faster at it. So Sonic Mania is really great. Uh, so it sounds like we got 10 awesome things to do uh, now and in the future on our Nintendo Switches. So it seems like we got a Nintendo 10 out of this after all. Uh, Tom, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Sure. So you can definitely check me out at powertimepodcast.com. Uh, it's my website. You'll find the archive of old episodes. You can find me on iTunes, 
uh, Google, uh, Google Play and all the other podcatchers. Just search for Power Time Podcast. And I'm on Twitter at Yo Power Time, Y-O Power Time. You can follow me, tweet at me. Uh, and uh, I'm always tweeting about random old games. I'm definitely a big old school Nintendo fan. Uh, that's the topic of my podcast, of course. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. You saved me from having to figure out something Saturday after I get home from driving for five hours. So I, I actually have one last thing that I want to throw out there to, to oh, the of course. Go run, jump, stop community. I'm always curious. We're talking about non-Nintendo games. I'm always curious, what would be your dream game from a non-Nintendo Nintendo publisher? So if you could, mm. you know, from, from scratch, blank canvas, um, what would be the perfect game from a non-Nintendo publisher on Nintendo Switch? Do you mean... Do you mean a game that exists or just like one that people make up? Just make it up. Yep. Just let your imagination run wild. If you could play anything on Switch, what would it be? Well, um, let me think about this for a second. I guess, uh, how about you go first and give me time to think about it? You got it. You got it. And I, I had this conversation uh, with uh, a good friend of mine. We miss movie tie-in games that are actually good and i feel like the 16-bit era really had this down well there was a lot of games like uh, i really enjoyed jurassic park on super nintendo not everyone did uh but the super star wars super empire strikes back and super return of the jedi on super nintendo are three of my favorite games um and i really enjoy playing them huge star wars nerd and i think i would love to see a star wars game put into the hands of way forward oh, uh, and man. way forward. They just put out the mummy <laughs> demastered, uh, which is a tie into the Tom Cruise mummy movie, which you'd think would be terrible, right? Because the movie was, was okay. It was fine. Uh, but the game was actually really, really fun. Uh, and I think they fine tuned it with some updates too. So it's, it might even be funner than I remember it, but yeah, give the star Wars franchise to way forward and give me a 2d side scrolling action game. Uh, with a really fantastic art style. Uh, and I think I would really, really appreciate something like that on the Switch. That is an absolutely brilliant call. Uh, like I can almost imagine, like, are you talking like 16-bit style? Yeah, like yeah. not identical to the Super Star Wars games on the yeah. Super Nintendo, but, you know, something like a um, Mummy Demastered mm-hmm. or Shantae. Yeah. Uh, or they did the DuckTales, uh, DuckTales Remastered. So they, they do a good job at nailing a unique 2D, almost hand-drawn art style. So I would love to see what they come up with. Yeah, that's a really, really, like, that's a brilliant idea. Um, gosh, what would I like to see from a non-Nintendo? I can't think of a specific publisher off the top of my head. Uh, but what I would really like to see is a really good MOBA. Uh, I, have you ever played a MOBA before, Tom? I've never gotten into a MOBA, uh, but of course I'm familiar with the genre and I've watched a bunch of other people playing MOBAs. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be really, really interesting on Switch. Right, especially if it if if it uh, it, you know if it's made for controller. Uh, and I really like like for me, my favorite MOBA is probably. Um, oh my God, um, Heroes of the Storm. It's by Blizzard. Uh, however, I like the controls for Smite much better. So I would like something 
a lot more like Smite, um, but not Smite itself. I'd like something completely different, exclusive to the Nintendo Switch, uh, something very, very different, but plays with the same controls as Smite because I feel like that's almost perfect for a MOBA. And I've called, I, I've said a million times that I want Nintendo to make it, but since we're doing a non-Nintendo show, uh, as long as it's an awesome MOBA, I would love to play that on the Switch. So that's a great question, Tom. And if here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to write in uh, to the show and email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com and let me know, first off, your favorite non-Nintendo game that you have on your Switch, your favorite or your most anticipated non-Nintendo game that's coming to the Switch, and possibly your dream game that uh, you could just make up whatever you want and uh, write those in and uh, we'll I'll talk about them on the show. So thanks again, Tom, for coming on and uh, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, sticking out the episode. Uh, Switchcraft is one of my favorite shows and, and really because it has such an awesome community. So I'm a lurker in the Discord. Uh, so if you're not there yet, definitely jump in there and participate because it's such a cool group, cool group of gamers. Awesome. Thanks. And don't forget to follow Tom. Yo Power Time on Twitter. Well, big thanks to Tom for helping me out on this episode. It, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord, like Tom said. Do what he says, people. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And you can even get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Uh, special thanks go out to um, Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of their music on my show. I really appreciate it, you guys. Uh, head on over to their YouTube channels and give them a subscribe. Let them know that you heard about them on the show. And I will see you guys on Tuesday. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.